0: podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 70 of the podcast tonight tonight is going to be a solo episode so for those of you that hung out last week we hung out with hillary lane and we spent probably a pretty good amount of time about an hour and a half on that episode which we totally get there for some of them so uh this week i wanted to do what we usually do after a long week and balance it out a little bit to a shorter episode 30 minutes today, probably just me today. So it's going to be another one of those long, short episodes of, uh, of, a me speaking to me moment, but, uh, I think it'll be something, uh, good and potent. We try to keep the the short solo episodes to a topic that I can't really ring out all the way with a guest just because there's so much story to wrap into it. So we try to keep these ones, uh, really potent and to the point of what we're trying to achieve uh, so some people, you know, you give and take advice buffet or or what? Uh, what is your need at the moment. So uh, first of all, before we get started here, I want to thank the people that bought shirts at launch right now. Let me see here. For those of you that don't know, we have been obviously not putting ads on our podcasts or putting shit in there that would water down the listening experience for you. So we also don't make really any revenue from the podcast but we do pay for hosting and pay to have the website up and things like that which I do because I love this and I feed off of it but uh what we did to to create something that could help us out if you wanted to be part of it is we made merch finally so we made two different shirts that have like some slogans that we usually say on the podcast and when you buy them they do two things they support a small business because I've set this up through my friend Simon working out of the skinny armadillo print shop down in texas so that small business will make your shirt to order and it also helps the podcast because that helps me pay the bills and keep the lights on for paying for the hosting and things so want to give a shout out to kayla mcnamara steve meter definitely podcast nh dude thank you so much man steve uh if you don't know has the we need to talk podcast great guy huge supporter of podcasting in new hampshire Joe Thompson, dude, thank you so much. We were just chatting another week. Uh, Zach Tebow, yeah. So thank you guys for getting those shirts kicked off. It means a lot to me and it helps me keep running this show. So thank you for doing those. Also want to give a, another quick shout out before uh, we keep going here to everyone that donated for those donations to New Hampshire Best Buddies and to the Addison COVID Family Relief. We raised over 2,000 dollars from that marathon that we ran uh, virtually a month I think it's like a month ago at this point, point. and uh, that doubled our goal. So thank you guys so much for donating to that. It's, um, I'll let you know if we hear like what these people use this money for, but unbelievable support. and um, you know, now we're helping Emily Aborn from the "She Built This podcast. We're supporting her as a champion for the New Hampshire Best Buddies to keep raising money for the next three or four months, too. So it's really a huge impact that all of you have had out there. And I I can't thank you enough for all the support in uh, spirit when we were running uh, and all the support for these charities that we didn't even plan on doing this year. Uh, So that was huge. So welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Swillum. We are on every single Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We hang out here. We talk about a creative life, creative living, and doing what you want to do. So we talk to creative entrepreneurs. We talk to musicians. We talk to audio engineers because I am one, so I naturally am biased towards that and uh, selfishly try to learn a lot from them. But uh, we talk to people trying to help other people that are creatives trying to be full-time or are full-time, freelancing or whatever it may be that's what we do here. Last episode we talked to Hillary Lane who does helping businesses rebrand mostly aesthetically to make a space mean what you want it to mean, but she does a lot of different things. There's some things that came from that conversation with her and kind of offline conversations with her about, you know, financing or like people saying no along the way that made me think about it a lot the other week because I'm also going through a lot right now trying to find a location for my business to live at, working with a lot of financing, working with a lot of zoning and, and structural and real estate and like all this crazy shit spinning around. And I'm also getting a lot of no's right now and having to adapt. And it just made me think about it a lot. So I made a post the other day saying, I don't hear no, I hear how and it's a way that uh took me time to like get better and faster at saying that cuz i don't know that i never didn't say it before sorry for the double negative there but i think that i'm getting quicker at accepting that of like not actually listening to when someone or something says no and just moving on of like how okay when someone says no it's almost like a immediately like how am i going to do this like ignoring what they're saying like literally ignoring the no to find out like the how is this going to happen now that this one thing started where do i find another way for the the liquid to move it's like someone builds like a, a dam in the river it's like the water is going to go downhill like there's no doubt about it like 100% mother is moving that river down mountain so if you block it it's going to pull off in other streams until it has other ways to go it's going to go there that process is what we're talking about here so i want to talk about like four or five different nos, if you will, of what might be happening in your life right now, if you're pursuing creative full time living or create- you know pursuing a small business, what might be happening right now in your life, what will happen if you're about to pursue this stuff or you're just getting started right now just to, to give uh, people kind of an idea of what they're about to face or just to chat with people right now who are facing other stuff or the same stuff to know that they're not by themselves on that because that's really why we started the podcast was you know before I had this network, before I had amazing people to talk to all the time, I felt on an island of not having people that were enduring some of the same things to go after what they wanted And uh, so, this is why this episode is important to me. And we're going to try to keep it pretty consolidated and and love to chat with anyone that wants to go in on their own things in between there. But we're going to go through these no's right now. So, the first one is going to just be kind of vague, where it's going to be the friends and family no. And what that means is they're not really saying no to you, it's really hard to pick up on. And it's very subtle and it's not even malicious. It's not something they're trying to do. If you go back through my Instagram on here, you can see a little mini comic that Ryan and I made called like your, the barbecue, like what happens at a barbecue or something. Because usually a barbecue is when you go with friends and family or like really close like secondary family or wherever. You go to this place where there's a lot of people that you trust and you might not be seeing them all the time. So, usually it's a place to catch up like every quarter or every six months or even a year or whatever it may be. It's something that you're always filling people in. This is where we're at in life. This is what's going on, you know? And so, it's a time where a lot of those conversations I feel like happen where you're talking to these people that do matter to you. Like, they, whether you like it or not, whether you're cool with them or not, like their opinions matter to you because they're close to you in some way. And the no from friends and family isn't necessarily uh, like a flat out no. And what I mean by that is like, say you're talking about it and you're like, I'm going to, you know, like Hillary's case, Hillary's like, I'm going to, you know, do these rental properties and I'm going to do these Airbnbs and like help renovate businesses and things like that. And having that story of like people just being like, okay, like she's doing it right now. She's been doing it for a while. And people will still say, like, cool, like, what are you going to do next? Like, when, what job are you going to do or something? And she's like, I'm not. Like, this is what I do. And I don't understand. Like, I've been doing this and not doing that. The no from friends and family, you have to be careful about because that's really just controlling the circle of people that you have um, that you're interfacing with for the majority of your time. Where if you only talk to people who aren't pursuing a creative life full time or they're not pursuing a small business, they're not pursuing these types of lives, if you're not networking and talking to people doing the same things, it feels way more isolated than it really is because we all know in real life, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of audio engineers out there that are doing it full-time. But if I don't find any of them and talk to them, then it doesn't feel like it's really happening to me. It feels like it's a TV thing. That's the same way with this friends and family know is I'm at a barbecue talking about, oh, right now I'm trying to buy a house that I can renovate a full recording studio on property. And then I'm going to get rental income from that to help my overhead instead of going to buy a commercial space. And then I'm going to go full time. When I say that to someone that is doing it or has done it before, it makes perfect sense. to them. they're like, yeah, that's awesome. How it's going to go, you know, what type of music you're they're They're just getting into like the actual organics of like how it happens. Whereas when you say that stuff to a network of people that don't do that, have never done that or never thought to do that and don't care about it, then it's really like, hmm, like, I hope that works. Like, you just feel a tone in it or like in the conversation, the way that they ask questions or whatever it is, it's not on purpose. It's not malicious to say, like, we really want you to be a failure. It's just you have to not you have to have other things to influence you for conversations that make it so that that isn't a no to you. Because if you only live in that, then it will feel like someone's like, you can't do this, that's not gonna work. You can't do these things. So the first one you have to be careful of, and and if you're in that spot where you just don't have anyone, like tomorrow I'm gonna go meet at 8 a.m. and grab a coffee with another person launching a business right now and just talk. Just talk over coffee and just see what's going on because I just need to talk with other people that are facing some of that shit if you, if you don't have someone like that, definitely feel free to hit me up uh, at Dave Wake Up right here. You can direct message me. You can email us on the website. We're always happy to hear what you're up to and you can vent as much as you want. But definitely encourage you to network, find other people trying to do the exact same or similar things that you're doing. So that way you can balance out that time because you don't have to go to that barbecue and start an argument. You don't have to push those people away. You just need other things that you can connect with that will not allow that to affect you negatively. So that would be the first thing that you want to watch out for that you want to push past. So the next no, and as we go, these are going to become more of a finite thing and less vague like this. But the next no is going to be From yourself, in terms of a rationalization of whether you can or cannot do something based off of where you are, what you have for equipment or gear in that industry, or what you have for a space. So it is really, really too easy to rationalize in your head without doing anything on purpose why you cannot do something because of any circumstances. So, you can look in this room right here. This is a very tiny room. You can see that I have a recording set up here. It's pretty small. Like I've got very good software. I've got very good monitors and a very good interface, but this room is literally a very like a tiny tiny room. And uh I don't I do freelance out of some spaces, but that's kind of the solution to me saying what I'm saying right now. So, in here, it's not like I'm going to record the best drums of my life. I can't record drums in here. I can't record a choir in here. I can't. There's a lot of things that I can't do because of this space. But I don't say that I can't be or start audio engineering because my space isn't perfect. What I did is I can't afford my own studio yet. That's what I'm working on right now. But I could work with my relationships to freelance and pay an overhead to be in someone else's studio. For the things that I have to track in person. I also can do a lot of things on this setup in here where people can send me their tracks online and then I can mix and master without ever needing the space to play an effect. And I have everything I need to do that well. And I can do things where I record in here direct. I can do things where I record just a vocal in here with the right spot. There's a lot of things that can happen for that. But what I found is speaking with people like just getting into Voice acting, or speaking with people that are just getting into some art thing, like we talked to people from the Creative Guts podcast of getting into an art. And I think it was Sarah or Laura that we're talking about getting like a a kids version of some art supply or something, so they could get their foot in the door. That's the type of thinking that you you want. Don't ever tell yourself that you can't do something based off of not having the equipment. You cannot be at a certain level because of some equipment. There's some things that you just need to be at that level. Like there are higher end microphones, higher end equipment that I can get, it will always make what I do better. But I don't need those things to start. And that's what I would say is if you have any hesitation to getting into what you want to do and you're really all in about like wanting to definitely do that, don't ever just not do it because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in an apartment and it's noisy around here so I can't do voice acting. Yes, you can you can either find other places to do it out of you can rent a place for cheap somewhere else and then set it up or you can set up something in your room in a closet that's far away from your neighbors or there's always something that can be done to turn it into a yes but it's really really easy and it's easier for us to rationalize it naturally and say no to it so the the second no would be what you have for equipment where you are or I don't know what whatever thing you need to start. You don't need anything to start anything. I I know that that's probably kind of not true, but hear me out. You don't need anything to start anything. You can, you can start a business from a notebook by jotting down the ideas in an organized fashion of exactly how it's going to function. You can start. I don't know. Just like I said with audio, I'm not going to overdo it here, but you you can start. Don't stop yourself. From starting because of something like this, because it's not true. It's like every, like, there is no no, it's just how or why is the way that I talk about it. The next is going to be a no from a mentor. And so this one is really hard because if you have a mentor, meaning someone that you really respect in the exact thing that you want to do, that's either teaching you actively or giving you advice on the side. Or checking in with you and they have a a stronger pull and stronger effect and say on what you do because you respect them more for it and appreciate it more. So, you know, you probably hear out your friends and family and you definitely respect what they say and it has an impact on you. But when you have the outside influences of people directly in your industry, you're probably going to listen to them a little bit more only because you know that they're doing it, right? Like, if I want to be a pro basketball player, my cousin is super, super good at basketball, but he's not on the Celtics. And then I get to hang out with the Celtics. I'm still going to take their advice over his naturally or hers naturally, because even though they might be very, very good, they might not be the best that I had the opportunity. So I'm going to take the advice of that person. So this person has a lot more pull with you, especially because if you have a mentor, you're really leaning into a mentor you probably are also more serious about what it is that you're doing because you're actively seeking out a way to get better at it. You're actively seeking out a way to improve in, in stronger ways because you're working with someone in the industry that's above you to try to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and move forward. So this one, I've, I've told the story a couple of times in the podcast so sorry for the redundancy here for those that have listened for a long time, but it was a very impactful one on me. And I had a mentor say no, and you will have mentors say no. You'll definitely have some that are harder than others. And usually I'd say that that is a good thing. For me, it ended up being a good thing. But once again, this episode is kind of like an encouraging mindset thing where like it doesn't really matter if like the best person in the world says no to you. You just need to find another way. And sometimes the other way is switching up what you're doing entirely. So it kind of is a no, but ultimately, even if you have a mentor, you can't say no. So the story is when I went into my undergrad, I went in for music and for audio, and you had to declare an instrument I came up from being a drummer in high school, and I always wanted to be the cool kid and not play the melodic instruments. I thought they were lame. I wanted to always be on the drums, like on the snare and the kit. And I never did that. And then I don't think that way now. I think that that stuff's rad as shit. So, but because of that, I came into my undergrad really weak for reading music, even because I did things by ear from that point. I was weak at my ears were really weak for hearing tuning and staying in tune. And I was definitely, I had no idea for theory. I took like a crash course for like six months before college. And then I went in I started getting the absolute shit kicked out of me by everyone. My teachers would give me shit. They would automatically assume that I just didn't care just because I didn't know it and assume that I wasn't serious about it because I was a drummer. And I was always just treated like I I didn't belong there, essentially, that I, I wasn't going to be professional in this. And what really pushed that to the the furthest was one of my music teachers. He was my teacher for high-end music theory. So now it's third or fourth year music theory, really complicated counterpoint stuff, unbelievable ear training. Like This is the highest part of my music education at this point. And he's this little Italian man that I respect the living shit out of probably the nastiest musician, at least in terms of an analytical standpoint that I've ever met in my entire life and definitely better than I will ever be because that's the only thing he's focused on. Unbelievable, unreal respect for him, unreal respect for the things that he says. There was one time where I studied quite a bit for a voice, uh, a sight singing thing. So you had to like sing, you had to get the first note of it and then you in your mind need to know what that would sound like based off of that root note and sing that from nothing by yourself in an open room at 6 30 or 7 a.m. It sucked. I was bad at it. I practiced a lot for this. I trained a lot for this, this exam. And then I went in to do it. And when I did it, he stopped me in the middle of it and then asked me if there was another thing that I should go do like literally like, hold on, like stop timeout, stop singing. Hey, do you think that there is any other, you know, degree or major that you think that you should be doing instead of this? Like, do you think maybe just business do just business instead of music at all? Or maybe you do English or maybe you can do science or like literally was like, why don't you change majors and just reevaluate what the fuck you're going to do in life and not do this at all. And that hit me so hard. I took definitely a couple days and just was like, I don't even know what I think right now. Like this is someone who I respect immensely, who is unbelievable at this. So they know that I really was that bad, I guess. And so then all of a sudden, like I felt like I had been getting along a lot better. This is now third or fourth year in school. So I I had really been putting the work in and I was nonstop working to make that happen. I had already felt like I had pushed past a lot of people who thought I would flunk out freshman year and not be able to take it. I'd already thought I'd gained more respect in that way and more confidence in it. And I was like, unreal, like shut down from it. I think that these are good lessons to get from mentors. When they say that, it probably means that you're off somewhere from being at the level that you anticipate that you are at. So I don't think that that's a bad thing to get a mentor in general, definitely mentor in general is an amazing thing to have. You should have one if you want to take it seriously. You should have someone that is a little bit or a ton above you to just continually put that pressure on you and make you push, right? When you get hit by stuff like that with them, because you will get hit by it, a lot of them really are going to be that hard with you because of what that did for me, which was created a, a chip on my shoulder and like a push that I'd never even had. And I was already a pretty push person to just get shit done and prove them wrong and just get through the program and say like F you to everything. That was like a no, you can't do this. Like he tried to know I can't do this to the point where he told me to just quit. And you can't, you just can't. You have to figure out what it is that the problem is. And I'll get more into that later, but like ultimately this whole episode. Is that when you hear no or you hear stop or quit, what that really means is how or why. You need to figure out no, no, and yes, I truly believe mean nothing entirely. Like I believe that neither one of them means anything at all because they're completely circumstantial and they're completely based off of bias from whoever it is that's giving that decision. So it means it's arbitrary. It, like it completely delineates everything that that could possibly be. For example, let's say someone's like, do you want to go camping this weekend? I say, yes. Are you sure? 100%. You're definitely going camping. Yes. I'm going no matter what. I'm going camping with you. 100% confirmed. Put it in my calendar. I'm going camping, right? That's a yes. That's a very firm. Yes. I'm going camping. Two days before my friend says, oh, the camping trip. I forgot to tell you it's in, uh, I don't know. Alaska didn't tell you that. I know this is like a very ridiculous statement of like situation, but example, but then my yes would become a no. Cause I'd be like, whoa, I agreed to camping, but I'm saying no now. So my no, now I have, I had something that was a finite yes, no matter what. Yes. Pinky swear. Yes. Just became a no because now the circumstances have changed for me. Now it's a no. So when you get a yes or no from anything, you have to be thinking right away as fast as you can. And this is what I've gotten getting older that I didn't do when I was younger. So if you're there, it takes, time to, it takes time to get quicker at rebounding from that. And part of, for me at least, that's been helpful is I've worked sales as a day job for a while and all we do is just get no until we get yes. So that's helped me expedite that quite a bit where I'm used to being told no and then still getting what I want, right? And uh, I think that the reason being is because I just believe that, where if I'm being told by a customer no for my day job in sales, a lot of that is like, well, is it the upfront price? Is it the monthly price? Are you concerned with a contract? Are you concerned with the color of this thing? Are you, is your boss unhappy when you make decisions? Like, like it's a million different things for the no, but, but no doesn't even mean no. Like maybe it means no, not right now, or maybe it means no, but now I have a new budget in and now it's yes. Or it's no because, oh, I didn't know that you could do this other thing. And because I wasn't educated that you could do this other thing. Now it's a yes, because now it does fit the thing that I was saying. No, doesn't mean anything. And yes, doesn't mean anything. And I want you to take that if you if you don't feel that way and really try next time when someone gives you a hard no. No, I will not work on that with you. No, I don't want to work with you. No, you can't do that. You should immediately try to figure out why are they saying this? What is it that is causing this thing to happen? And how can I move forward? Like, Things will happen to be a no. Things will happen to stop you from moving forward. And you have to figure out why is it that it's happening? And then how do I move forward? And that's like the only way that you really can be if you're trying to accomplish anything major at all, because it will just continually happen. It's literally going to happen for our entire lives because we're meant to just live that way. So going into something more like that, going into more of a a now like a a businessy finance version of no, this is something I'm facing a lot lately. So for anyone that has been getting into some of the stuff that I've been getting into for like my first income property and I'm trying to do some other stuff in that way, we've had guests on the show doing that, or we were just talking to Hillary the last episode when she was trying to buy a business or try to buy a location or some of that equipment to start Sometimes you're getting into financing, right? So you're financing money you don't have. And that's like pros and cons. Like I could spend a whole episode on just talking about that. We talked a little bit with Tim from Studio Lab a couple episodes back about, you know, the thing he did to start right off the bat where he went into debt. And then we talked about him further in life where he's like, don't be in debt. So I think it's all a balance in where you're at and what you're trying to do. But side tangent aside, financing or say you're trying to get something like that. You're trying to get the equipment you need, the space you need, or just a house or real estate investing or whatever it is. Finance is another one. And it's so applicable to a million different things where I am trying to get financed lately, right? I am financed now. The first financing person eventually said no to me and the no was like straight up like not even like like zero fine i will give you no financing at all and i've never had that happen in my entire life it was the most absurd thing that i've heard ever i was furious about it especially because of why they did it so i got a no and the reason why i got a no is ultimately because this person Didn't understand based off of their own bias of how they live life, my path of work and what I've done and made for choices, and took that as a no. So, like, I'll give you the situation right now. I worked a sales job for Verizon. I worked at that small business that we talked about that didn't work out, and I left them, and now I'm working another sales job. So, I've worked sales as a day job for like six years now or seven years, and it's something like awful and makes me sad. But I've worked sales for a while now, so they were trying to count commission in what we can finance you for, and that's a difficult thing to do, but it can be done if you're in the same path of work, right? This last company denied me because the person in the back-end underwriting said, oh, this guy did this one thing, did this other thing, and did this other thing, what is this person doing? Why are they making these career changes? Because I was selling three different things in those sales jobs. I came back and said, I think you're confused. Like if anyone that understands sales knows that no one does sales because they just like straight up enjoy it. Everyone does sales to make a lot of money because it's a high. It's one of the higher paying percentage jobs in terms of that type of business related field. It's just like naturally occurs that way. It doesn't matter for me in all three of those jobs, I was a high performer and it's because I am high performing at sales. And so the explanation back is, is you can qualify this because it's this amount of time in that same industry, getting commission, being a high performer. You can see a record of it. I can show you paperwork that does it. This person has bias about me of, oh, he sold this cell phones or whatever, sold this other thing, which was like production and in live events and then sold uh like first aid and safety and things like that, and didn't understand that like saying, "Oh, what is this person doing selling like these different career paths like they're all over the place where I'm like, this is one thing, sales is one thing denies me for it. I could have sat there and they said they have twenty year twenty five years of experience. this is why I know this to be true, and this is why you're never going to get finance and blah 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 blah." all sorts of shit to piss me off and like I've been around long enough. This is my third property in buying. I know what I'm doing right now and I know what can and cannot get financed. I've been doing this, right? I don't give a shit that you've done this for 25 years and rant, okay? I could have been really sad about that, really frustrated after working on it, trying to go after what I'm trying to do right now, stressed out definitely, and I could have said, "Well, I've got to wait the amount of time that they said to get financed. I've got to uh, stop doing what uh, I'm working on here because I'll never get financed. That's what they told me. They told me I could never be financed until unless I wait for this amount of time. What did I do? I said, "Why are they doing it? Why?" I believe by the way that he wrote in the text that had a a specific connotation. The way that he wrote it in the text back was really in an unprofessional manner, which meant that they are emotionally driven right now, emotionally driven decision, the way that they worded these roles in the decision-making sounded very based off of bias from the way that they've lived their life. They've been doing it for 25 years. They don't understand that it's very normal to change jobs every three or four years modern day because that aggressively gets you growth in careers, especially in certain fields. Does not understand that because of his own bias driving the decision off of emotion, I understood that that meant it was a dead end for me. Then I came up with a how. How was finding another company. Found another company. In three days, I was financed for more than I even anticipated this other company would do just by taking the no and then just finding out a how to move forward. Because it doesn't do me any good to listen to someone say no to me, It's just immediately I dropped the conversation. I don't think I even answered back to that email because I was like, all right, if we're going to play this and you're going to do this, I've got to get shit done. And I know that I can get shit done and I don't have time for you to not get shit done. So I'm going to go find a way to get shit done. So long story short is if you are trying to get financed, then if you're trying to start a business, you're trying to get a space, there's always a way to get it done. It just might not be the way that you planned and you can't, get knocked down, and, and chill down there. You have to take it, roll with it, and find another way. Hillary, on the last episode, said that she couldn't get finance through the bank traditionally. She was told her whole life that she could do that. Take a really good business plan to the bank. They will finance you. They wouldn't do it. I'm not suggesting this financially for advice for people. For her, it worked out. But she took a bunch of credit cards and used them to do a down payment to get a loan for a business, to buy the business, grew the business, and then flipped it. But it's like that was her being told no. She found a way to do it next, right? We talked to Tim Messina from Studio Lab that I mentioned earlier. He was told no in terms of trying to get equipment. He didn't have a way to get a loan for it. He took a loan personally from his father, used that to buy equipment, used the equipment to generate revenue, then use that to keep buying more equipment debt-free and it kept going. There is a way to do what you're trying to do, but do not allow a business, a finance or lender, or uh, definitely when we talk about a mentor or like this is another one, I've had a bad experience with a score mentor or like a, an SBA mentor, or like a, a, a mentor. If you have the wrong mentor where they've never done your industry, they have no idea what you're trying to do. And they shouldn't be allowed to give you advice and tell you that you can't do it if they don't understand the industry at all. And that's what happened to me. It happened to Hillary too. If you go to like a, I love these centers. So don't, I'm not telling you to not go to some of these nonprofits that help you start a business. They're great. They're wonderful people. There are amazing tools inside there. Don't stray away from them. But if you have someone that's telling you no, it's not always a no. Okay, it's not always the right thing either and it's not always even it's just usually not true. So that would be that one and um I'm going to give you just the last one here because we did go a little bit longer today and uh the last no is literally yourself and it's the hardest one that I can think of because I really have no advice for this one because I don't think it ever goes away. You're going to tell yourself that you can't do something over and over and over and over again through your life. And it's going to continually happen because, just like I was saying, no's are going to come up and they're going to make you doubt that you can do it. You're going to have friends and family that just don't understand what you're trying to do. And they're going to tell you in a nice way or not on purpose, but the way that they say things might be backhanded, saying that you can't do it. And you might go believe that. You're going to have. People, you're going to have your yourself in terms of your climate say no because it's not traditional and you don't have the space that you're supposed to have, the equipment you're supposed to have or whatever it is that you're supposed to have to do it. And you're going to naturally take that as a no and just not do it because there's friction there. You're going to have mentors tell you that you shouldn't. And then you'll, you'll be like me, maybe like those two days, maybe what would have happened if I just like literally was done after those two days and those two days just moved forward and I changed majors? What if I fucking listened to that person and changed majors? I would be a different person fundamentally. I'd probably be a way worse person, honestly, if I took that and actually stayed down and, and bailed. And if my finance people told me that I can't get financed something and I didn't try another company or find another way to do something within a smaller limit or more money down and then whatever, whatever it might be to do that, then I wouldn't be on my third property right now. And if definitely I told myself that I couldn't do it long enough, then I would have already been done a long time ago because I always say that overnight success is a 10 year thing. And I believe it. And if you can't make it the 10 years, then you're missing out the other 70 or whatever it is that we can be alive of performing inside that space and really executing on what you have been working on for so long. And, you know, without going too out and being like very into it, even more than this episode's already been, because it's been a very mindset and thought process orientated episode just take this and and hopefully if you are actively in that time where you've been working on it for the longest time or you're already over the hump and you're like really in that and you feel like you're already seeing that but now you're seeing the new challenges that you've created for yourself or you're just about to start no doesn't mean no and yes doesn't mean yes like none of that means anything everything means what you want it to mean and i learned that a lot from running this marathon this year where My body seized up at 18 miles. I had acid in all my legs. Everything felt like pure dog shit. I physically didn't have what I needed to run the last eight miles or whatever it is. I had to tell myself that it was happening and that it wasn't a no. And mind mind controlled that ability to do it. It wasn't physical, which is what I'm using to create the movement. So you'd think that that has to be it you have the say of what is or is not happening. And I've I've said it before because I was reading this book, Think and Grow Rich, which is a great book. Really recommend it. Isn't really about getting rich. It's about this idea of manifesting what you want so strongly into the world over and over and over again until it happens because you subliminally, or I'm sorry, I did this last time, subconsciously decide the little actions that are going to happen to make something happen. And if you allow a no or a yes to mean exactly what you thought it was without digging deeper, then subconsciously you'll find a way to make that self-evident and true. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this episode out because I was trying to keep it short, but we hit like 45 minutes of me talking, which that just goes to show you that I'll definitely talk for too long at a party. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out on Instagram. Thank you for listening to the show Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the people that bought t-shirts and supported me. If you do want to buy a t-shirt, you can see the link on Instagram right here at Dave Wake Up. That link tree right there will bring you right over the merch or wakingupfromwork.com. You can click on the merch link and that will support the show. If you don't have a lot of moolah because you're investing so heavy in what you're doing, I appreciate the shit out of that. Let me know. I'd love to hear your story. But you can help us for free by reviewing this or sharing this with anyone you find would have value from it. Really appreciate that. And at the end of the day, guys, I hope that this was helpful for you. If you're having some no's, like I had a huge no week and it sucked, and it just, I had to like take a weekend off and just chill because I just got slammed and shit on so much by literally everything. If you're having that week this week, take that weekend, come back and find out how or why. Not the word no. All right. Thank you guys for waking up from work. Episode 70. Have an awesome week. Go do some great things. And I will see you next week. We're going to be talking to Mike from Dirkish Delights. He is in that hustle. He's been hustling for like seven, 10 years. And he is a really, really cool artist that I'll end up hiring, no doubt, for some of my band shit at some point. But uh, we're probably going to talk about some of this stuff. And uh, I don't know what else, but come hang out next Thursday night, 7.30 Eastern at Dave Wake Up on Thursday night. I think I said that twice. So sorry. Have an awesome week, guys. Thanks.